Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Since we started this show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. Well, I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code RANTO when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down $100, you've now got an extra $50 in play. That's mybookie.ag promo code RANTO. You play, you win, you get paid. If you never want to hear an ad like this again, please subscribe to us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Early and ad-free listening for only a dollar. Here's the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunranto. Michael Cotton. Sunranto. Michael Cotton. Sunranto and the lovable Lucy. Lucho Scully. Sunranto. Michael. Sunranto. Cotton. Sunranto and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Yeah, uh, who are you? Sorry, do do I know you, sir? Hey, uh, uh, I don't know. The temp agency called and said uh, you needed you needed somebody to talk to, or else you couldn't do the show. Yeah, you sound familiar. Uh, are are you? Wait, are you Michael Cotton? I I th- I used to know a guy that was on the Sun Ranto show with me, named Michael Cotton. Is that you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Some people wh- call me Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> Because you speak of the pompatists of love. Um, yay, it's Michael Cotton and Danny Rocket. Uh, no idea where Lyle is, uh, you know, but it, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that uh, Lyle is just oftentimes not here. <laughs> so <laughs> this is one of those times. You know, it, up there in the woods in Maine, they, uh, you know, they're not always around, I don't know, electricity. Yeah, Wi-Fi, well, shit and, like that. And his, I got his cousin or his first cousin once removed, like his cousin's son. Uh, I helped him get tickets to yesterday's game on Saturday, and uh, and it, he came over afterwards because my neighbors were throwing a moon party where we all dressed up like 1969. Nice. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and uh, anyway, said a moon party, and I had a completely different idea of what that might be. Yeah, just butts everywhere. Well, I'm sure that that was kind of happening too. Everybody just hanging their asses out of like every window in your apartment complex. Oh yeah. It was quite the scene on Montrose last night. Um, (laughs) But no, Lyle's cousin came up. I got him tickets to the game, made sure he sat in the shade without any poles on a really hot ass day. But he vouched for Lyle and says, 
listen, I'm up there in Maine with Lyle all the time. So when he can't do the show, it's true. He can't do the show. And that was unprovoked. I didn't even, uh, maybe Lyle told him to say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, tell Danny my inter- internet sucks. So anyway, he's not here. We, we won't waste any more time talking about somebody who's not here. Um, but, hey, I do want to thank – we haven't talked in a long time. Uh, you and uh, – like, we were trying to figure out when's the last time even me, you, or Lyle did a show because yeah. we had one with my tie uh, to talk about the uh, infamous uh, home run uh, walk-off ball from Schwarber, and I had yeah. Crawley on. That's right. You had Crawley on. I listened to I listened to that show. So it was before that. Yeah, exactly. And that was sometime during the Reds. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, no, we went. We went Reds. down there. To, yeah, we went down there together, and we got a bobblehead. I got. Uh, I got a. Uh, yeah. No. So. It's yeah, been a I long think I week. Was, was yeah, I before the Pirates? So. All-Star break? Yeah, sometime in the All-Star break. End of the All-Star break. So, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be on right now. Like, the Cubs are are on a 7-2 run since the All-Star break. Yeah, and and you also have not been on the Sun Ranto show. You're absolutely right. So, log off. I'm going solo. (laughs) Right, and you know that that shit's going to come true because they're about to go on a nine-game road trip and – now that I'm on the show, yeah. coupled with their abysmal record on the road. Yeah. Yeah, it's been bad. We'll, we'll see. This is the first test, you know. And uh, But before we get into that, I just want to say, uh, you know, just as an introduction that uh, sorry we haven't done a show. because uh, But it's been crazy for me. Like, I had that Chris Bryant Red Bull event. when I, I see why they call them Sparkles. I was yeah, mesmerized yeah. by his eyes. I wanted to hear about that because I saw you had uh, you had your nephew out there. Yeah, and then he know, moved to California, hanging out with uh, you know the big star of the moment. Um, I don't know the washed up kid actor from Rookie of the Year. Oh, that's nice, who I'm talking about. Nice guy, I mean, Thomas Ian Nicholas, sweet yeah. dude. Yeah, the uh, Henry Rowan Gartner. Henry uh, Rowan Gartner. Yeah. Yes, Thomas Ian Nicholas. He's got three first names. Yeah, and I mean. Has anybody ridden that sort of fandom into like a professional sports team as well or and successfully as that dude? Yeah, I mean, good for him because they're flying him around. You know, he, he flies in. He probably got paid more than me to be out there yelling dinger over and over again. Yeah, I mean, you know, who, who was in uh, Angels in the outfield? Like, you don't even oh, know, don't even right? Know. Yeah, I always think of that. Did, did did you ever see that Gary Coleman movie from the '80s when he's also an angel and there's baseball involved? Uh, I did because I always but get I those saw it in the '80s, which, as we all know, is much longer than I can remember ago. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Um, yeah, it was who else? Like like Charlie Sheen? I don't think is you know running around hanging out with the, the Cleveland. You know, uh, maybe a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit, and, but he also has a huge career. Who 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 else was in that movie that didn't have a big career? That, no, no, Wesley you know? Snipes. 
He's not, he's, <laughs> he's, not, he's not going over to Cleveland. But no, but uh, I mean, Cubs have their little celebrity fans. Uh, you know, a guy, he comes out, he throws out the first pitch. He was at the Chris Bryant event. I'm sure he got paid to be there. You know, they, he lives in California. He's got a band. Like, you know, he's just an actor. He's got a couple of movies coming out this year. Just nice guy. Like, Oh, he does have some movies. I was just going to look him up on IMDb and just see what all he was in. Because the only thing I remember him from is Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he was in American Pie, too. I think that's his other big one. He was in American Pie? What, like a teacher? No, no. Uh, I think he's like one of those the, the kids. Really? Yeah, even though he's my age. I, that's, why, that's why I'm like, how was he in there? But I guess, you know, movies do that all the time. Yeah. So He was the American Pie guy? No, he wasn't the guy. He was just in it, I, I think. Somebody told me, like, I don't really remember American Pie. I think I saw it, but it was a long time ago. Like, it, oh, we, no impression on me. There's only one scene that you remember. The fucking the pie. Oh, no, I was thinking of the the girl who takes off her shirt. Oh. That was the only, that's the only thing. <laughs> no, I that's remember. the only thing well, you that, remember. <laughs> Sicko. <laughs> that and... Uh, Sticking a flute in my pussy. Everyone remembers Ooh. that one. No, I do not remember that. Maybe I didn't see this movie. <laughs> that that was not a scene. Uh, she just said it. Oh, all right. All right. Because I think <laughs> I'd remember seeing that. <laughs> wonder what note she can play. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so the Chris Bryant thing happens. That was a crazy day. Then, like, uh, I get all this family coming into town that day. Staying with me. So, like, we have a family reunion. Then... My sister moved to California on Monday. Just picked up everybody in the van. Bye. They're going to California. They just got there. They're living oh, by the si- one with the family. Yeah. I, I thought you met your other sister no. from, like, she from lives New, in New York. York right? Yeah, she lives in New York. She was in town for it. And yeah, then- and I was like, oh, well, if she left, like, you know, not a surprise. But no, the whole family packed up and yeah, took off. Yeah, so that boy that I brought to the Brian event, he's gone now. And so I was very emotional, sad, and then I also had family in town, so I'm like crying in front of cousins and shit. <laughs> and then, oh wow! And then that's rough. Yeah, it was rough. That so that was just rough. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, this whole thing goes down with my tie guy on Tuesday, which I right. had him on the show. And I do want your take on this. Uh, might as well talk about it now. But you saw the play. I mean, I had him on the show. I don't know if you heard the the conversation I had with him. I did. I did. And you were trying to help the guy out. Uh, he's not good <laughs> in interviews is what is, is my takeaway. <laughs> you know, like I, I saw, I think like uh, the, the Sun Times or somebody, you know, the Tribune, somebody interviewed him and talked to him. Like I've met him. He's a nice guy. He's fun to talk to. He just never, I don't think he really came across real well just because he's, you know, well, here's what he said to me right away. He's like, you know, he's like 37 years old. He goes, he's like, in the last 37 years, tons of motherfuckers have hated me. He's like, what's a few more? <laughs> like, he he honestly is completely unremorseful. And, uh, you know, it, he was a little worried. You know, he's afraid some frat boy is going to come in, like, punch him in the back of the head just to be a, a tough guy. You know and what that, I mean? And, and that's that unacceptable. It's yeah. a definite worry. And I think you came across... Uh, with the correct take in that people oh, just I'm need always to right. calm down. Yeah, everybody needs to calm down. But um, here's what we're trying to like extend his 15 minutes of infamy here. And so I'm working with Nisei Lounge. I tried to do a Mai Tai guy dunk tank as part of Job Baker Day. I'm hoping we could do it the night before 
put a dunk tank in the back. And then we could have, uh, didn't you have like a batting cage idea, speedball sort of thing? No, yeah. I so we could do it at the same time. We could, if we were going to do Nisei Lounge, which we're not, we're going to be at G Man this year. But uh, yeah, I was going to, no, night before, I wanted to rent a, one of those speed guns, you know, those little tents that tell you how fast and see who could throw faster than, uh, you and, know, than fa- you. Uh, God, I'm fucking losing my mind. Faster than John Baker did during his, pitches oh yeah because he probably tapped out in the what 80s i forget what it was it might it, i i don't think he got i think he was around like 76 77 it's a good it's a good trivia question i'm gonna have to but, look that up but that would be i think that would be a fun thing to do is like okay here's his fastest pitches you know like who can get better than that because yeah i'll tell you right now i can't oh no no i could <laughs> I mean, I, I, i've thrown as hard as i possibly can and i think i hit about i think it's 59 or 60 or something like that yeah but just like standing in the back throwing baseballs and like trying to prove like how big of a man you are is way more fun when it ends in possibly dunking my tie guy in a tank and paying a buck a throw yeah oh that would we could do that would be a great thing kill two birds with one stone why why not have a radar gun up by that target I don't even know how you do that. You, do you need a ball that shows the speed, right? No, no. I think the um, they I again, we didn't have a place to do it, so I didn't do a ton of research. But I think you can get them. Like you know, when you go to minor league games, they have these things, and it it just you know has a little gun set up in there, and you throw, and it has a little display, and it says you threw forty seven miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, it's way more that fun. That would be really hard to not only throw as hard as you can, but also hit the dunk take little button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you'll you'll end up uh, being like one of the Cubs relievers. Just walking, guys. Never oh, yeah. never dunking my tie with your speed. So And so that was the next night. And then so that was crazy. And then I went to Club 400, met Wilson Contreras and Big Z, played a show in the heat to the point where I had no shirt left uh because i sweat through it and i i just walked around in a bit of vest looking like scott Bayo. yep we we saw the pictures you were in there you were trying to outflex uh wilson Contreras, and i believe he was wearing like a full turtleneck sweatshirt and still had better arms yeah it's true a handsome man <laughs> very nice i gave him a john baker day hat and then uh you know and it was funny wayne mesmer opened up for me and, nice uh, with with the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, he sang this, but first he gave like a big wandering speech, and uh, he just he goes uh, something about he, he made fun of like people that take a knee before uh, at the anthem, and he says, and if you're one of the you know so and sos that take a knee for the anthem, well, you could just hit the road, Jack, or something like that. Oh, Jesus. And then he made a that's what she said joke. And then he sang the national anthem. <laughs> it was a great little uh, little sequence of events. But then I went up there and played, and I sweat my ass off. And it's just been—it's a crazy week. And then it was so hot at Wrigley, so I sold my Friday ticket and lost money. But it, I don't care. It was a hundred, you know. And then it was a hundred on Saturday, so I didn't go, and I just took a big fat nap. In the middle of that game, and it just been crazy. I went today. Of course, I picked the loss, but I got on TV twice. Once with my yeah. family. <laughs> that's a uh, 
that is not a good look for you trying to make that catch. It almost looked like you were. Going, I wasn't trying to make the catch. It was, I was just it, put it, my it hand up. Like you were trying to wave the ball away from you. Yeah, I don't want like that shit near. Me. It, that's what I was doing. I don't want that shit near me. Is it, quit throwing balls at me. Oh, Danny's like, I'm gonna catch a ball. And then I'm going to have to pick some child to give it exactly. to. Exactly. Otherwise, I hate children, so no yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know if you want to talk about that Mai Tai thing or give me your take on whether he was right or wrong or if you even give a fuck. But No, I- well, look, I, I watched it live that night, uh, and then I saw the replay on, you know, while, like, during the game, you know, they're talking to Schwarber afterwards and showing the replay, and nothing seemed out of place to me at all until uh, the next day when I got on Twitter and I found out, oh, I was supposed to be outraged on this and stuff. And then, you know, I watched it. It It's like, okay, there are kids there. But, yeah, it didn't, I don't know. Nothing looked wrong to you in the moment. No, nothing looked wrong in the moment. I can see the optics of it can look bad. Yeah, and Mai Tai's the first guy to tell you that it, it looks bad. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's but, like, I see it, I see it, you know. Right, but the but the situation is always different, you know. And I've had this situation, like, I've, I watch games all the time. And you see some dude catch a foul ball or a home run or something near a kid, and people say, oh, I'll give it, you know what, hey, you have no idea what that person who that person is and why should they give it to somebody else if i caught a ball at any game there's no fucking way i'd give it to a kid because i would be taking it home for my own children yeah yeah and you don't know i mean my tie he's got a kid but i mean she's 19 and lives in colorado but (laughs) you know uh but you know you don't know anybody that catches a ball like who they're going to give that to or what it means to them um, we had a hilarious idea. Uh, Tony, Bleacher Tony out there uh, was talking. He's like, we want to film something that's kind of like a, that looks like a sporting goods commercial. Like you can see this guy and we'll probably use my tie guy like, going to a store and he's like, oh, I'm going to buy a baseball. And he comes and he buys a baseball at the cash register. And then as he comes out the store, all these people attack him. They're like, give it to a kid. You've got to give it. <laughs> you have to give every single baseball you ever get to a child. So adults aren't allowed to have baseballs, but I mean, I don't care about the baseball. That's why I'm swatting it away on film today. You yeah, know, no, if, I don't if care. If there was a ball coming at me, I would have fucking went for it. I, you know, and if I had been lucky enough to catch it, I probably wouldn't have given it to one of those kids or, you know, which kid are you going to give it to? There was like eight of them there. Yeah, you know, well, but, exactly. Which, which kid is my tie supposed to give of those two kids? Which one? Which kid gets the ball? Are they right. brothers? We I don't know. I think they are. And, you know, it, the situation is always different. You just don't know what's – you don't really know what's going on. The optics look bad, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. As I said, Mai Tai kind of cares. He wants to turn it into something fun and go into dunk tank. So, like, if we can turn this all into some big positive, you know, then I'm then we win again. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because people are really angry at me. They they came for me on Bleed Cubby Blue when I stuck up for him. I got a lot of fucking shit said to me that was pretty nasty. And, you know, I was like, what the fuck? You know, I, I even I told Al Yellen, I was like, bro, like, <laughs> come to my aid here. They're killing me over there. Now, I'm used to it in a way, but my tie guy's not. You know, he's used to being just so many people like. Yeah, he- <laughs> here's my one thing like i mean yeah people are being you know assholes. they always a, are people are just assholes and that's a yeah, sad people thing. are assholes they're they're jumping on in fact i have not been on twitter since monday and i have to tell you uh life is better yeah I, it it really feels better i i fucking fully endorse this for everybody like it literally just like i'm a little more like kind of like yeah what do i do on my break at work sort of shit you know and like uh when i'm taking a shit like i have to you know i have to uh, get a nobody, book now God, or something. nobody wants to hear about this yeah well you know <laughs> hey everybody knows when you're sitting on the toilet you're on the fucking you're on your phone on twitter yeah or and it's and it's why your phone is covered in fecal matter yes <laughs> everybody's then, is and- yeah, and then you put that right up to your head. Right up to your know. head. And then, and then you hand it to other people to show them a picture. Yep. <laughs> and then your poop is in their hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's everybody's covered. On giving. Yeah, everybody's covered in poop. Yeah. Including um, those little kids that you give balls to at games, especially those little kids. Um, right. No, I've... Yeah, I mean, the the only way you give that ball to a kid is if it's somebody... Like, if you see... um. You know, because sometimes you'll see like a, a player's going to throw a ball up and they kind of point out a kid yeah. or you see the kids right there and they throw it right at them. I mean, these are good. Uh, these baseball players, I don't know if you know, they throw the ball really well. <laughs> yeah, and with good aim. Yeah, and the ball's going right at a kid and then you'll see somebody snag it. Yeah, then you've got to fucking say something, but it's a home run. It's just up. Yeah, no, and, uh, but and they no, do when that I saw all you guys time. like kind of defended him, like, that didn't strike me as weird. What struck me as weird is that I would look at some of the people, you know, that are uh, getting on his case. Yeah, they're kind of bigger names. Like he wasn't on ESPN and shit, right? Like I get it. You defend him against that. But then some of those people had like fucking 50 followers. Like just responding to them in any way. Yeah. Just was the best thing that ever happened to that person. Like they don't have anybody on Twitter. Nobody would ever see it. Right. And they get like 10 followers that night because uh, he was coming for my tie and we yelled at him. Yeah. And if you hadn't yelled at him, nobody would have fucking seen it. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff was the biggest yeller at people. He called, he called people. You guys needed to like, just, Oh yeah. Look at who you're talking to before you respond, which is, actually how i always do it if they don't have uh at least close to the same amount of followers that i do like i won't have an argument with them yeah oh look at you oh. and i don't even have that many followers oh, so it's fame so going it's to not your head hard to hit where i'm at fame going to your head no i'm just you know i look and if it's like fucking 40 people and the dude's annoying me i th- i i look and i'm like do i care enough like is this is enough are enough people seeing this that it really makes any difference right yeah like that's what i think about you know if it's somebody who's getting on my case and they have like five thousand people yeah i'll 
you know, I probably will defend myself in that because it's like, oh, there's a bunch of people out there getting on my case. No, the best way to make everything go away is to shut up about it. But instead, we're having a dunk tank. <laughs> well, or I mean, but having a dunk tank is different than not than it's, arguing with people on Twitter. It's yeah, it's different than just about everything. <laughs> I've always dreamed of having a dunk tank, and I would love to get like Ronnie Woo Woo in the dunk tank too. Maybe uh, you know, like I think I. I, hell, I'd like to sit in the dunk tank, to be honest, for a little bit. Be fun. Um, maybe we can get Lee Smith in the dunk tank now that he's a Hall of Famer. Got inducted in today. Did you uh, yeah, catch his speech? I didn't awesome. see it. I didn't see no. his speech. Why Why would you? There was a, there was a fucking baseball game happening. Yeah. Well, they played a little bit of it on the board, but you couldn't hear it or anything. But, yeah, but good for Lee Smith. I mean, he was, like, really a heart attack. But he, like, invented being a – what being a closer is he'd give you he'd walk the bases loaded strike out the side but i loved him as a kid man and it what the a difference giant. was he would do that for two or three innings oh like, yeah he wasn't coming in he was not a one inning guy like he would come in so when he finished his career he was the all-time saves leader yeah a lot of that had to do with the fact that uh you know it was a fairly new category but his saves were much tougher to get just on paper, at least. You know what I mean? Because he would he would be getting uh, six, seven, eight outs well, to do it. I mean, get this. I mean, 1984, Cubs go to the, uh, the playoffs. He pitched 101 innings that year in guess how many games? Uh, 101 innings. I'm going to say 48 games. No. 69. Nice. But yeah, that's that's way like Craig Kimbrell, if he has 69 innings, he's played in 69 games. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> and uh let's see 8303 innings. Uh he started some games in 82. 5 5 games. So, yeah, I well, loved him. You know, that was the first time an opener had ever been used. You know, and yeah, <laughs> and exactly. He, he was the the first invented by Lee Elia. <laughs> do I do I even have a good uh, Lee Elia drop right now? I think I I changed the whole thing. I think I just it's all I have. Right I was kind of changing around my whole thing. Like I, I have Lee Elia as a different soundboard. Like it's for the remix. Um, yeah, I didn't realize at the end of Lee Smith's career after he got traded to Boston for Al Nipper and Calvin Chiraldi, which, Ooh, uh, yeah, that Nipper, that Nipper Chiraldi, uh, combination carried the Cubs to great heights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it, they're not, they don't even come to Cubs convention and, you know, like they're, they're those forgotten Cubs, but uh, you went to Boston and he was decent. He gave, and then he got hurt, I think, because he didn't play much in 1990. He went over to St. Louis, which I, I remember that vaguely. But then he kept playing and ended up with New York and Baltimore and California when they were before they were Anaheim and uh, Cincinnati, and ended his career in Montreal in 1997. So like he played for ten more years after being a Cub. Wow. And he was only on the Cubs for eight or seven. Well, yeah, eight, and that's eight. the amazing thing. It's like 
Yeah, you, you'd think of some of these guys. I mean, it, it was kind of the same way with Andre Dawson, right? He didn't end up going in as a Cub because he was with the Expos, you know, for a long time before he went. To, he was only with the Cubs for what, like five years, four years or something like that. Dawson? Yeah. Yeah. I'm but it was sure. just such an amazing time. Like, he was just so good at that time. You think of him, at least I think of him as a Cub, even though he played everywhere else way more than he played in Wrigley. Yeah, Dawson was the only reason, really, to show up. at Dawson and Sandberg at that time, because those teams were bad, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, they had 89. Yeah, and they got got booted by the Braves. Right, that sucked. But, yeah, I mean. That was it, pretty much. But, you know, they had that because Dawson was there and kind of driving that team. And, you know, Dawson and Sandberg were kind of the, the core for that for yeah. that team. And, uh, and, and was Sutcliffe still there in 89? Uh, I don't know. Mm. Lee, Lee Smith yeah. was off those teams. Lee Smith left after 87. Right. So in came Calvin Giraldi. <laughs> <laughs> and Al yeah. Nipper. And I wonder why the Cubs didn't do much after that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, and uh, it looks like we might be making another trade. Uh, uh, big old rumors for uh, Nicholas Castellanos on the Tigers. And the Cubs have, you know, they linked up on that deal with the Tigers not too long ago for Avila and Justin Wilson. That's okay. when, uh, what's his name went over there? The third baseman? What's that guy? Help me out. He starts th- at third for the Tigers. He used to play for the Cubs, kind of. Fuck, you know what I you're, mean. I'm 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 looking at Madison Bumgarner stats right now, and you're asking me about the Tigers, and I'm fucking lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck the Tigers. Like we we don't even see the Tigers this year. But Nicholas Castellanos is the guy that they're looking at right now, and uh, I mean he's pretty good. Got ten home runs, a two eighty batting average, a one 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 OPS plus, eight oh seven OPS. I mean, I don't know that. I mean, you need another outfielder, right? Because I see who your flakes is, and so we won't get to it. But the Cubs don't have a lot of offense out of the uh, out of their outfield right now, unless Chris Bryant's in the outfield. You know, Schwarber. You know, he he's ruining my ties life with walk off home runs and st- stuff like that. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, the the batting average is very low. He's a leadoff hitter. I don't think Nick Castellanos is the leadoff hitter. Is he? I don't think so. No, I mean, I don't know who the <laughs> they need another bat and this guy would fit it because like you got people on the roster like Albert Almora, your flaker this week and uh, Daniel Descalso, who they can't even really play because he's Daniel so bad. Descalso, like number one, he, he doesn't play. Well, There's good. no point for him to be on the team because they don't ever use him. You can get rid of him for You can just DFA him because why does it make more financial sense to have him sitting on the bench getting, what, two at-bats this month? Yeah, because you can't play him. Versus just DFAing him, and guess what? You have two less at-bats. That's it. He has two more at-bats than me. Yeah, and what the hell did Ian Happ do? Like, Ian Happ will, I mean, he's tearing it up right now. 
you br- you should bring him up right now. Just get rid of Descalso. Call it a day. But I think that so much of this whole situation is dependent on Ben Zobrist and what he decides to do. Because Theo told him this last week, shit or get off the pot. And I have proof that Ben Zobrist is actually in Illinois. Do you want to hear this proof? Oh, because he was recently put on the IL? No, check this out. Bill, it's Benny. Oh, shit. Bill, answer the door. Bill, it's Benny, please answer the door. He's in Aurora. I brought the hot cocoa. (laughs) Bill. Who drinks hot cocoa in the summer? Ben Zobrist. Oh, man. So, yeah, so he's in Illinois. Uh, So, I, I mean, so much depends on that, right? Like, why would you go and trade for so like then you got to get rid of two guys right which i can think of which two i think should maybe go daniel scalso and albert almora should get sent down because he's terrible um but you know and scalso should just go and then you bring in nicholas castellanos and ben zobrist right well i mean and you've but ian Happ's still sitting there you know right and you could leave uh robo garcia can just stay Right? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because right now, when I mean, if they don't get rid of Descalso, then you know when you get Contreras coming back, you got to send somebody right, and it's you would think it would be Robo Garcia, even though he's better than fucking. I don't know. He 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 might be better than Ian Happ. I don't know, but you could bring Ian Happ up, and those two could work together and platoon out there at second base. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts that could happen. That's why it's funny to hear about the trades, and I think that this would be an outfielder. Like, we didn't even talk about the trade, the catcher trade. Oh, right. Mar- Martin, Martin Mald- Martin Maldonado. Maldonado. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. And he's been, I mean, I, I guess he's pitching, pitch framing real well. <laughs> I mean, that's what people are saying anyway. But, I well, mean, he can't hit. This- he can't hit for shit. <laughs> that's just a fact, Jack. This has been a, a, a Sunranto staple since 2015 that the Cubs need three catchers on the team. You know, the Red Sox and, won with three catchers last year. And then we gave uh, up. We, we said we don't need it, and then they got one. Yeah. But, you know, it's, you know, right now they've got two guys because, you know, Contreras is on the IL. But it's like, I I don't know. I like the three catchers and with as versatile as Caratini and Contreras can be, there's no, there's really no reason to send Maldonado down. And if he can maybe, you know, make a few of those U Darvis pitches look a little bit better. Yeah. No, uh, I think he'd that's be totally why, worth it. Yeah. I think that's why he's here. I mean, he needs to steal a few strikes you know, we know how much the Cubs starters really rely on location as opposed to speed. Although Darvish can has been he's been unleashing. You know, he's we'll talk about him in a, in a second. Well, I guess we'll get to these this whole homestand. But um, you know, uh, it's a weird. We didn't really need Martin Maldonado. I mean, that was we're everybody's saying, hey, we need a lefty pitcher and a bat and probably an outfielder or maybe a real second baseman like that you can play out there every day. But instead, they got as a backup catcher and kept Daniel Descalso. Like, it's just all kind of head-scratchy in a way. 
It is, but I I still like the move. I like the three catchers. We've had a lot of success with it, you know. And it's not like these are three catchers. I mean, obviously Maldonado, that's his only position. But the other two guys are more versatile than that. They can do some other things. So it's not like you have it it doesn't tie your hands as much as it might if you did have three guys who could only catch. Well, and Caratini has been talked about as being one a trade piece, too. Like, if Wilson comes back, now he's hurt, so you're kind of between a rock and a hard place. How fast can he get back? And then you have, you know, just the two catchers again, if you trade him. Because you could actually get something for him. Like, you could get... <laughs> and, and that is true. And that pitcher. would be the only reason I would like to see the team cut back to two catchers is if there's some sort of a deal that they can get, you know, with Caratini. But then again, I hope it's not for Castellanos. You know what I mean? Like that's not a, that's not a big enough take. I don't know. Right now I'm sounding like a cube fan. I'm like, ah, we need to fucking get trout for Caratini. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking about that, but yeah. What's Castellanos's contract. I wonder. I I'm know. looking it up. It's at I, the bottom. I of didn't his... even know this dude's name until this week. Yeah, I, I had heard of him just because I saw the Tigers. Uh, he signed through 2019. Only. Yeah, so it's and a rental. It, it's a rental. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I mean, You're not and gonna, Caratini yeah. has been good. Yeah, like he's we kind of need than him. Just a rental, and he's good off the bench. He's a switch hitter. Like the Caratini brings a lot to the table. Like you know, I I don't want him traded. You know, if in case like you thought that I was saying that, but now. Okay, but okay. So if they go out and they get a decent uh, relief pitcher, that is maybe you know you get through twenty twenty for Caratini. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Cubs- I would be okay with something like that—a decent relief pitcher who can actually go out there, you know, not give up, you know, a shit ton of, uh, you know, runners and runs and shit because our our bullpen has been sucking. I'd rather get the rental, to be honest, you know, in many I, respects. I would rather you know. have the relief pitcher for a year and a half, and then I would feel more comfortable about Yeah, but he, he might be Justin going, Wilson but, and suck for the first year and a half, and then he goes and does well with another team or only puts in, like, one good year or whatever. Because they've traded for control before like that, and it's always like, it's hit and miss. You know what it I mean? Is. Like, just, I just get feel the like guy Caratini, that's good. Just get the guy that's good now. You're trying to win now, so get that, you know, I don't care if he's done after the year. Then you don't have to give up as much for it, hopefully. No, not, I, not, I not hear like you there. I just don't know that he's worth to other teams. I don't know that he's worth something that is going to be that great. Right, like, right. I don't know that Castellanos is the piece that puts the Cubs over the top this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's good. He's very serviceable. He's better than a lot of what you get out there. Um, Whereas but, a relief pitcher, even if it's a rental, I guess, a relief pitcher could do that. That's what you need. Right. And that's, you know, and that's why I'm saying, like, we lost Mo- Montgomery, even though he wasn't good, but yeah, he's not on the team know, let's anymore. Let's talk about that a little bit. I've, I w- have, was not clocking the whole Montgomery's a being, you know, a pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, he story. This, well, come on. He said years ago that he wanted to be a starter. He thought he was more suited to that role. I personally think the Cubs fucked him up by making him do a million different things. 
And, uh, you know, I think you pitch differently when you're in there for an inning versus when you're in there to be a loogie versus when you're in there to be a starter. And I think that all those adjustments kind of add up to, like, you know, he had the shoulder problem. And, I mean, I'm just saying, like, they loused him up. They loused him up. They, I, I think that I, I agree. And on top of that, they kind of – like, I get why he's pissed. You know, I just didn't realize – it was getting that bad. You know, that, that was my thing. That's the thing that I didn't realize because obviously we're not in the, you know, we're not in that dugout and we're not hearing these things. And, uh, you know, but we knew he was on reporters. Don't tell you until these guys are leaving. Yeah. No, we knew he was unhappy though. And, and we, yeah, you we know. didn't know he was unhappy and he should be because they fucking called up Alec Mills instead of letting him get a start. Yeah. Well, that's because they were going to trade him. (laughs) You're gone, buddy. We got Alec Mills up here. You know, and... and Who did well. And there are people out there, you know, with the revisionist history, and it totally makes sense. You could have let him be your fifth starter and spent that $27 for Chatwood somewhere else. Oh, yeah. And you could have done that a long time ago. And now Chatwood, like, where is he even? He's like, right. he doesn't even pitch. And I mean, I was a Chadwood fan. I was excited about that signing at the time. But again, like I say, it's all revisionist history. You do see that they had a guy there that they could have given that job to. If you're getting a number five, you know, they could have, and they could have signed him a nice little extension for like, you know, 10 or 12 million. He probably would have been fucking happy. Yeah, and Tyler Chatwood has pitched one inning since the All-Star break. <laughs> That's what you're getting for a fucking, what is he making, 10 mil? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, so. it, yeah, and that's, and that's what's frustrating. We've got guys like Chatwood and Descalso and these guys that have been picked up that are just not performing. And you wonder what it was. I mean, I think I kind of understand what it was about Chatwood. I think there was some upside there. I it, it ultimately didn't pan out. I have no no fucking clue what they were seeing out of Descalso that made them think that that was going to be <laughs> the piece to get La- them through. Launch angle. That was it. <laughs> Launch angle. So, yeah, Chatwood, I mean, you know, if you look at his stats this year, 430 ERA, that's not got a 1.5 whip. He's still walking a lot of guys like that was a big mistake. I mean, I wonder if you can do like some sort of bad contract swap with somebody, but not that you want to take on that. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, you got a lot of dead weight on this team and a lot of sunk money that there's nothing you can do about. But like, I mean, for all that talk of, you know, perform or be gone, I'm not really seeing that. No, I'm not seeing that either. And the sunk money is a stupid argument because it's like, if you're not going to let them pitch or you're not going to let them play, then it's just wasted money that is also taking up a roster spot. Yeah. Like, at least you can fucking waste your money and maybe bring up somebody else that could help you rather than waste money with somebody who can't help you. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and that's the thing is, like, 
you know, yeah, I know Wilson went down. That's what made them pull the trigger on that deal, which I I suspect was part of like maybe a larger deal that could have happened. You know, like well, I think they had been talking, and like that was part of what they wanted versus what the Cubs were looking at too. But to pick up Maldonado for actually, it seems like a lopsided trade too, because I I think that probably Monty is worth more as a starter to the Royals than Martin Maldonado will be as a catcher to the Cubs. And hope I'm wrong, but it seems right. like just if you're just looking at it that way, I think that his value to the Royals is going to be higher, most likely. I don't know how – how did he do on Friday? I heard he uh, pitched. I didn't look it up. I don't know. I didn't I didn't look it up either. I'm going to look it up right now. The Cubs did go after – they at least talked to Maldonado in the offseason yeah. about bringing him in. He did not want to come to the Cubs because he wanted to be a starter. So now he's with the Cubs against his will, basically – and they just swapped a guy who was mad about not being a starter for a guy who's probably going to get mad about not being a starter. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't know that you got a lot out of that. <laughs> well, he stunk against Cleveland. That's who he – in Cleveland. So he hadn't pitched there since the final out of the World Series. And uh, he gave up five runs on six hits and only lasted two innings. Struck out one, gave up a homer. So uh, <laughs> I think it might take him a little while to get, if he's going to be good or at least serviceable, like a number five, I think it's it might not kick in until next year. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to get his groove on. That's what I said. They mess with him. He's been a loogie. He's been a one-inning guy, two-inning guy, long man, starter. Like, you know, come on. Yeah, he's he's got to spend an offseason, I think, just getting his head right and getting worked up to, you know, being – knowing he's going to start baseball games rather than just showing up. Yeah. You I, know. And I, I wish him well, you know. He, he was there at the biggest moment that of any Cubs fan's life. He was right in the middle of it, so – uh, you know, I wish him well, you know, I, I, it's, I hope that he, all his dreams come true. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I hope he, I hope he does well. Uh, I think, I don't know. It's, I, I think the Cubs be a serviceable number five, you know, top out four. like he's, he's not going to be an ace anywhere, you know, but if he can put together a career, you know, where he pitches for six, seven years as a number five. He'll make money. Yeah, he'll make a good amount of money, and yeah, he should be happy, and that would be a respectable career. It's very hard to do what he does. Yeah. So uh, let's move on to... So pick up this rake at Home Depot. Who's your rake? All right. So uh, I think everybody knows who this is. Anthony Rizzo is my captain, and he's also the raker this week. Man, 24 plate appearances. He's got an otherworldly... 1525 OPS. His batting average is 550 on 11 hits, three walks, and one hit by pitch while only striking out three times. Then, you know, he hadn't hit a lot of homers lately, but when he finally got one, it was a good one. Well, it was Grand grand, Slam, yeah. Actually, it was great. Yeah, that Grand Slam was pretty fucking great. Yeah, it won the game pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah, put it out of out of touch. 
after that. Um, yeah, you know, and then honorable mention goes to KB with his 1090 OBP, including two dongs. Uh, Javi's got a couple of dongs as well. You know, they're hitting pretty well. I like uh, this new lineup having um, Bryant. I've seen him in the thirds or I've been listening to these games. So sometimes I get a little lost with where guys are hitting. But uh, yeah, he's in the third spot now, right? Yeah. And I think that just seems to make more sense with him, right? Uh, I mean, I've been looking. For, I mean, here's the thing. Al Moore has been leading off. And uh, I might as well. I'll just just play it now because I want to talk about him leading off. And then you have Baez, which I like him second, um, except for that nobody will ever be on base for one of Javier Baez's home runs. Except, well, he did have a three-run homer today, so I shouldn't. uh, Or the other day on Saturday. But that's the thing. It's like Javi comes up late in the games and gets, you know, gets these, like, these shots you know what i mean like he he makes things happen late in games he's clutch all that stuff you know kb not quite as much but early in the game you want to have a guy or two on like today when he hit that double and javi was on base and he scored the only run of the game Mm -hmm. but at least he had a guy out there you know if kb kb hits that same ball but he's batting second He's he just on base. Probably just get stuck out on second. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I do like it. They've, you know, kind of playing around with the five spot. I'm looking at it here. Like in the win on Saturday, it was uh, Garcia in the five spot uh, with uh, then going down Caratini, Russell, and then Bodie has kind of sucked, but he went three for four in that game. So hopefully he's figuring something out. Well, well he's he's streaky. He just he'll he'll have two or three games where he does great, and then he'll go he'll go quiet for two or three games, and then he'll come back. Like I don't know, he he's just kind of all over the place. I mean, the, the bottom of the you know, but he's been over four, striking out a lot, can't touch the high heat, and then you add like Maldonado at the bottom of like half these games, and he doesn't have it hit as a Cub <laughs> yet, so he's done nothing at the plate. Um, but behind it, great pitch framing. I mean, so I don't know. Is get to Almora? Yeah. So, that, um, you know, I, I love terrible. Almora. I'm a I'm a big Almora fan, but you know, I'm also very aware that he's not getting it done at the plate. This week is two hits, no walks, six strikeouts. His OPS is the Mendoza line. Which two hundred? If yeah, if you don't know what the Mendoza line is, it is two hundred. But that's usually reserved for batting averages, not for OPS, which is, you know, it's uh, on base plus slugging. Like that's really bad. So uh, I got to add somebody to this: Addison fucking Russell, and the worst baseball game ever played in a Cubs uniform. He he flaked on two pop-ups, and granted, like, the wind was a little funky and stuff, but, like, he got picked off second base. He should have been at third anyway, people are saying. I mean, I'm that's debatable whether he should have gone the uh, pass ball. Um, but he, it, his skills, his baseball IQ, I said on Twitter, and I got over 200 likes on this tweet. 
of me saying Addison Russell has got to be one of the stupidest baseball players of all time. And people are like, yeah, that motherfucker's dumb. Like, you know what Pedro Strope would say about him. He's not stupid. I mean, it's not a secret. He's stupid. Yeah, it's not a secret. You're right. He is fucking stupid. And uh, when he got nailed at home during my kids baseball game these are 11 and 12 year old uh players that same thing happened nailed a guy going home should never in like but we were like that kid's 11 of course he didn't know what the fuck he was doing and then i see later in the day addison russell do the same thing and i'm like jesus christ yeah it was bad Somebody put a compilation of his terrible day. And, uh, you know, it's just nobody really wants him on the team. I think that, you know, regardless of, you know, what you think should be the punishment for uh, for uh, what he did, the domestic violence and uh, his suspension, like, I don't think it's going to work out with the Cubs. You know what I mean? Like, it could work out with somebody else. You know, where he can maybe get his life back together. I understand, like, the idea of, like, it's good if you have a support system to rehabilitate you. Um, if that is indeed what's happening, um, I get that, too. But, you know, and I appreciate Theo's efforts towards it. But I just think that it's a baseball team. And, <laughs> and like, Addison is hearing the booing. And it's affecting him. Joe Madden says it affects him, you know. It, it's definitely affecting him. And Addison Russell was never this bad prior to all this stuff starting to come down. And, you know, and he couldn't focus on the game. I mean, you have to be able to focus on the game. And even though he, he got through a suspension or whatever, all that shit has not gone away. And I'm sure it's it has to be uncomfortable for anybody in any walk of life to have this be out there where, I mean, imagine if this happened and you just people in your neighborhood know that, you know, you and your wife, you know, had big problems like this and the police came to your house. Yeah. Maybe you move if you can, you know, like maybe you find a different neighborhood where nobody knows you and you can kind of start again. Yeah, because it's a good yes. comp. Now imagine forty thousand people who know that the cops showed up at your house and dragged you away in cuffs because you were hitting your wife. Like that shit, it's hard to focus. Yeah, you know, and and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it because sure he does. Fuck, you know, if he hadn't done it in the first place. He, he might be able to actually get better at the game instead of regressing because he can't focus on what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so let's move on. He's, I just wanted to point out he's a flaker as well. Yeah, and he, and he was on the list, but that the Almora stuff. Yeah, was, yeah. He's, he's, he's getting to Descalso land, and it's just like there's got to be some – there's got to be a move. You can't – put him in the leadoff spot you can't throw him and say he, he, he misplayed a ball the other day too but the wind was crazy so i get it but like he also but makes he great generally catches. yeah he, he generally he's gets generally everything. really good in the outfield he makes a lot of you know very fancy plays some of them may be a little easier for other people but he still makes those plays i like him in the field 
he seems like a, like generally a good ball player, but he's one of these guys that is under control. And I would assume he has, you know, he can be sent down, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm wondering. It's like, you know, how much longer do you keep him out there? I mean, you, with Happ and Center, you do lose something, you know, but I don't know if, like, you just give him, like, the starter job. You know, it seemed to work out better when they kind of platooned those guys. I don't really – I don't like Happ and Center. Yeah. I, if, if Happ comes up, I would rather see him at second. Well, then he, now you, what do you, he, you have nine second basemen now on the team? Then Zobras comes back, you got ten? <laughs> no, you, well, you just get – fucking first off, you just get rid of Descalso. You trade Russell for a bag of balls, Right. And now, and then you can platoon. I don't know if you could platoon, uh, you know, Hap and Garcia, or you know, but you can move uh, Hayward over to center. You know, you. I don't know. There, yeah, there's there's, there's ways of- to work it out. I just don't like my center fielder having uh, center field to second base power in his arm. Yeah, because he he really can't throw. Well, speak, speaking of throwing, I already played the song, so. Yep. All right. Nobody is going to believe this, but we have a first-timer on the throws list. In two years, this guy's never made it to the top spot. But along with his first-ever win at Wrigley, it's you! In the two games since the All-Star break, you, Darvish, has thrown back-to-back six-inning two-hit games and given up zero runs. His season ERA has dropped by half a run. Also in those two games, he's only walked one batter. He did hit a couple too, but hey, those guys had it coming. That's the ball's fault. Lower yeah, that, scenes. that's the ball's fault. Well, no, that's also, uh, that was against the Reds. Oh, they just it, lean into it. Oh, God, yeah, I hate the fucking Reds. Yeah, it's that one dude that just won't get out of the way. Yeah, God, I hate that guy. What's his name? I, Which guy? I'm looking it up right now so I can... Dietrich. Yeah, I can't remember, but he, he took that one to the side of the knee, and it fucking hurt him. Oh yeah, Dietrich with, and then there was that play when he with uh, when he was playing second base and like he sold Rizzo's interference. Oh yeah, that, that was sucked some too. He was nowhere near that. Ball. Yeah, I hate Dietrich, man. He's dirty. The Reds he are is. dirty. They just lean into pitches. They fight everybody. They're stupid. Yeah, well, at least one guy is. Yeah, yeah you know stupid. and. I heard a lot of people out there like, oh, but if he's on your team, you'd love him. No, I wouldn't. I fucking hate people that act like that. You know, that sort of, it's not really cheating, but it's kind of cheating. It's like you're clearly. It's dirty. Yeah, you're bending the rules. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, So you, Darvish. You, Darvish. Are you done with him? Finally made it. Yeah, and then out of the bullpen, Hey, we got to give some love to uh, Craig Kimbrell. Man, his name's hard to say. Craig uh, Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell. It is hard to say. Yeah. Since the All-Star break, he has earned five saves and a hold in the ninth inning of an extra inning game. He's still giving up too many walks. He's had four walks in five innings, but he's getting the job done, which has helped the Cubs go on this 7-2 and two stretch. And honestly, it does look like he's getting better, doesn't it? Do you think so? Like, yeah, seem- yeah, I'd say. I mean, there was only there was one game where he went one, two, three, right? Yeah, only one. And so I'd like to see more of that. But like, I was talking to Lyle's cousin about it last night, 
And, uh, you know, he was at that game on Saturday, and then I saw him right after, and he was like, say, and so he saw, he's a Boston Red Sox fan. He came in in a Red Sox jersey, and he was like, he's like, yep, same old Kimbrel out there that he saw, you know, because he gave up on Saturday. He made it a little bit too interesting in that 6-5 win over the Padres right at the end. So, yeah, yeah no, he's been good. I mean, I it's better than Strope. I mean, Strope just gives up game-tying home runs. All week. Yeah. A three-run no, shot and then another solo shot that tied it. I guess I was thinking of that one-two-three game as it seems like he's he's starting to put some things together. But, I mean, he he's still only on Saturday. How many games does he have so far this year? Like 10? Something like that. So, how many? it hasn't been many. Yeah, no, it hasn't. But, I mean, it's it's better than what we had. It is definitely better than what we had. So I'm for it. Um, and then, hey, I want to give an honorable mention to Alec Mills for his spot start. Uh, he gave up three right away. But then he really settled down and held it together for five more innings. Yeah, I was Didn't at that game. He else. was good. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be the same old Red Series. And, uh, you know, that we were just going to, you know, because they had lost the night before. And I was like, fuck, we had to go on outside the Ivy after another loss. We are terrible luck f- for this team. We have talked to, we, we have a losing, we're like five and nine or something like that right now. <laughs> it's bad. I'm exaggerating, but it is bad. We have a losing record. Um, but then uh, the, when the game, and the Cubs looked like shit on Monday too. Like they, you know, Bo, that was a game where Bodie like olayed a ball. Javi fucked up. Like you know, they oh gave yeah, up. that one inning they gave up three runs yeah. because the the defense just couldn't keep yeah. a ball down. They self destructed, and then they were hitting the ball hard into gloves, and they couldn't come through. Get the big hit. Like all, all everything that was wrong with the Cubs in the first half happened on that Monday game, and then we went and talked about it on outside the Ivy. That's the night that the trade happened too. For uh, Martin Maldonado, and um, so when that game started with Alec Mills, the next night is three runs right away. I was like, "Fuck, man, what is it with the Reds that we can't yeah. beat them?" And still, I would say, in although the Cubs managed to win a series finally against the Reds two uh, two of three, um, I w- they I think they outscored them only by a run in the whole series. So they played. <laughs> the Reds are tough. They've been, they've been tough against us, I should say. They're in last place. I mean, this is like the toughest fucking last place team in the world. Yeah. I mean, they they after that Monday game, I really did think that they just had the Cubs number. It, they, the Cubs were what? They were seven and like two. Yeah. The Reds were seven and two against the Cubs or something like that at that point. You know, that's terrible. Yeah. And know, it, but it's, they kind of, you know, they came back. They won the. They won that series, so hopefully that won't be such a big deal moving forward. Yeah, I don't know. well, there's seven more games against them, and the Cubs are going to have to win just about all of them to even have a winning <laughs> record against them. It's, it's true. They've, right. They still only have four wins against them or something. Or no, five. They're five and, I don't know, five and what would it be? They have 18 games, five and six. Actually, that's not so bad anymore. Yeah, that, not that anymore. Could, that could be wrong. I think it's five and seven. Five and seven. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, well, where were we? Oh, you were giving love to, to Alec Mills. Yeah, he did settle down, so it's yep. nice you give him a little love. So are you ready for some blows? Yeah, let's go to blows. Oh, shit. 
Oh, wrong one. <laughs> you can you do blows over two together? Yeah. Go ahead. I, we can't wait. Okay. Well, it's, Song's about it's to you. Or, or, ooh, sorry. Force a habit. Force a habit. I almost went with Darvish again. Uh, no. Yeah. God, I'm feeling like Carl's Jr. kind of gets this for what he did today. You know, it's his first day back from over a month in Illinois. But I don't know. It just kind of blows that he's never really become everything that we thought he was going to be, right? Well, he was doing great before he got hurt, and now he's back. And Joe puts him in a high-leverage situation with men on base, a dirty inning. You, can, I, I'd say give the blows to Joe. Benny's right. Joe fucked up today's game. Now, granted, the Cubs did not score. It was 2-1 to one at the time. And yes. Hendricks pitched well, except for, you know, that the, it was the Cubs' bats that died today. So you can't give it. I mean, Carl did not do well. But no, they, no. He did not well, the get put in a very so much for that performance, but just how I feel about what's going on with him. You know, it's like, because every time we get excited, he starts to do well and then he goes and he doesn't do well, or then he gets injured and then he's, you know, down for a little while. And it's just, that I think a couple years ago, we had really high hopes that this guy was going to turn into strope. You know, we thought he turned into strope or even more. Like a closer. We thought he, yeah, he might true. be the guy to get to the closer spot and lock this down for a few years with the Cubs, and he just never has. And yeah. so I'm just kind of – it's more of a disappointment, I think, but I don't know. Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll just give it to Randy Rosario because he's not pitching well either, and, and I just don't really give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> and he's the other – he's the guy that's out there now that Monty's gone. Yeah, he's and your there's lefty. no way he's going away because – you have to have him. Unless you trade Victor Caratini for a fucking Will Smith of right. the Giants. Unless you get a, a relief pitcher. Well, yeah. they should just get him this week because they're facing the Giants, but we'll get to that. Uh, could, could they do the one where, like, Caratini gets a start and then, you know, on Monday and then on Wednesday he's getting a start for the Giants? Yeah, even in the middle of the game. Trade him in the middle. They switch uniforms. That, can you imagine, like, they just put on each other's uniforms and just take each other's numbers? <laughs> and then uh, Will Smith uh, just he starts the game in the Giants' bullpen. Yeah. Victor Caratini pinch hits late in the game for the Giants. Could happen. Yeah, you don't see that stuff. I mean, I don't think you ever saw it a lot, but it would happen every so often way back in the day. But yeah. never going to see that anymore. So, uh, yeah, so the state of the bullpen is, I'll just say that, you know, it's, it's not lockdown. You know, you got that Pedro Strope situation, his penchant for giving up game-tying home runs, and, you know, what happened with Carl today wasn't good, but, like, bad Brock was bad again. You know, um, I don't know. It's, uh, they won a bunch, but it's not, like, it's not as locked down as you'd like it. You know, I'm, I'd be curious, I know that, you got Morrow out there, all the injury updates of Morrow maybe still coming back, and that could be a plus. And, you know, just you don't quite – you have a lot of average out there, except for Kimbrel and Strope, I think, is just done. 
and I hate to say it, but like I think he's fucking these last leg injuries. I think it's kind of uh, changed his overall situation at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad because he. You know, statistically, he's been like the greatest reliever the Cubs have ever had. He's been with the Cubs for this is his fifth season now. I think 2014. With the Cubs yeah. And he's been in. I've loved the guy. Sixth season. Yeah. I think he's always he's always gone out there. He's usually been good. So, yeah, it's it's too bad if this is how it ends with some of those. You know, well, it's too bad because we need somebody in the eighth inning. <laughs> yes, you know, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not ready to like, you know, you know, give him the, you know, the gold watch yet and be like, thanks for your service. Like we need him now. And, uh, you know, it's not working out with him right now. And um, so he's given up a lot of long balls. He's, you know, he's, he still has that strikeout stuff. Like, you know, he's, he still has pretty electric stuff. They're just catching up to it. Maybe uh, lost a mile per hour or a little bit of movement or whatever's going on. But they're barreling it up that for sure. And um, it seems to usually be at really inopportune times because they're throwing him in high-leverage situations. So who's going to be your guy if Carl Edwards Jr. can't do it and Strope can't do it? Then you just got the one guy. C-Sheck, I guess, has been there. But he he'll give it up a little bit too, you know? Like, he's... You well, know, he's overexposed. Yeah, it's way, yeah, I totally agree with that. He's like he's Madden's favorite guy. He's gonna his arm's gonna fall off. Off. I mean, how much he must have pitched more than everybody, right? I'm looking uh, it up right if now. If he's if he's not the top, he's second. Like, yeah, I'm looking wait. it up right now. Oh, I got it right here. Steve Cshek. Well, surprisingly, uh, no, no, he's the, he. Chatwood actually has more, but he also started three games. So, uh, yeah, yeah Shack is the, the most. Yeah, Shack is the most. But he's great. Kinsler two sixty four. Yeah, and and Kinsler also Kinsler second, and those have been your two top arms. Uh, but everybody else has been. Bleh. I guess Kyle Ryan's the other guy that we'll be using as a lefty. You know, I mean, Kyle it, Ryan has gotten a ton of work since he's been up like he did not start the season on this roster and yet he is like fourth or fifth in innings pitch now well because they're just kind of throwing everybody out there to see you know who's going to work out and it just kind of you know it's hit and miss with these guys right now and so i mean you don't have that thing where you're like sixth is this guy seventh is this guy eighth is this guy and then here in comes kimbrell like they don't have that setup where you just kind of always trust, you know? And I don't think the bullpen has really blown too many games. I mean, I think the one game, there were two losses, right? There, There's today, uh, and um, the bullpen blew today. But th- they didn't really, because you can blame it on the offense. And then the other game this week against the Reds, they blew because of the defense. Yeah. And you made well, your, it, your your bullpen have to get a bunch of extra outs, and that's something that you said earlier. Like they're putting these guys in in uh, high leverage situations, but there have been a ton of high leverage situations this year because the Cubs bats have gone silent for good long stretches, and when the Cubs aren't hitting a lot, you know they've only got two runs in a game. Every situation is high leverage. Yeah, there's really only, I mean, against the Pirates, they managed to put up some runs during that sweep situation. 
Uh, they they put up uh, six runs against the Padres twice, but those Reds games were, you know, you got a four three in there. You got a uh, what's the six three? They lost on the defense bad game, so it's not like they're it's not like they're putting up. I mean, they have they score a lot of runs. They won a lot of games. These teams that they're playing are on paper not as good as the Cubs. Like the Padres aren't as good as the Cubs. They're, the Cubs are supposed to score more runs than them. And every team, even the Marlins, they and I realize they're a professional baseball team, but this is not a the Cubs are not a dominant team. They're not dominating these other teams, even when they're winning a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I would say that they dominated the Pirates in that series. Yeah, but they had just been dominated by the Pirates a week before that. So that was at Wrigley, but when they were, you know, over at PNC, they were getting, you know, beat up on. So they outscored the Pirates 22 to 10. So, and the Padres outscored the Cubs because the Cubs won two one run games and then lost by four. Yeah. Yeah. So the Padres outscored the Cubs and the Padres kind of what I'm saying runs every game. Yeah. That's actually not a bad weekend. Yeah. The Padres are decent too, but they are in third place. They're in the wild card uh, hunt kind of, but they're not going to make it. I don't think they could. You never know. Any team. You can end up in the wild card game as if you get hot at the end of the season. If you're that team and you win 30 out of 40 games at the end and you make up for your shitty start of the season, you can do pretty well. I'm looking up the standings right now. Wild card, how far are the Padres even out? Actually, they're significantly out. Well, no, actually, they're only five games out. There's just six teams ahead of them. Including yeah, and that's the, the hard part. Including the two that are in the wild card spot. So, uh, so eight, you know, if you include – because it's Washington and Milwaukee right now. Um, with St. Louis just behind Philadelphia right there. And then you got Arizona. San Francisco's been on a tear. Cubs face them next. And uh, I don't know how much you want to say about these teams I, or these series. Is. I mean, Cubs won a lot, you know, and it's great. It's, it's just um, – you know, they kind of died today, so in the end, you kind of feel with you have a bad taste in your situation because they looked really lethargic today. It has been so hot at Wrigley Field. The last two days, I think that there must must have been some exhaustion in there. Um, but, hey, I mean, you know, they used uh, bad Brock, and it was, it was the bats that died. What do you blame today on, bats or – you got to blame it on the bats. They score one run in the first, and that's it, right? Yeah, I mean, if you yeah. don't score, you're not going to win. Yeah, if you don't score, you're not going to win, and it and it felt good. You know, you get that first inning run, like you know, and Kyle Hendricks actually pitched pretty well, and yeah, you're, you're feeling good. But yeah, you just can't you can't trust the bullpen at all, and so as you move on in that game, and they just start to you know pile up some runs. Not only were you not hitting well prior to that, but now you're in a situation where you have to hit well just to even make it a game. And sometimes that is mentally a little too challenging. Like you can pack it up and just say, we already have the series. 
and I'm not saying you yeah, know they're they're I, it felt consciously little... doing that, but just in your head, you're just kind of like, let's just go. We'll we'll fucking go to San Francisco and. I mean, it it felt a little meatloafy. I mean, what's weird is that they win the two games that Al Moore's leading off and lose the one that Schwarber's back up there today. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kyle was set, he pitched great, you know, two runs and in seven innings and gets the L. By the way, Pe- Pedro Strope got the win and the blown save in that in that one game where he gave up the <laughs> the tying run against the Padres. So. You, you love when they get the blown save and the win. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and then Robel Garcia, I've been he's been great. You know, I've been enjoying watching him. He's been exciting. Seems it, what, what I like about him is that he's he seems like he thinks he belongs here, and he he has a certain swagger and confidence about him that I enjoy, even though he's like pretty much giving you a homer strikeout kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a you know he's a Javi Baez type when Javi came up, right? Like there's no there's not a ton of plate discipline there. He's just going for it, well, he's and bat- why not? Well, he's got an OPS since he's been up. He's 1.098. He's got three yeah. home runs and 31 at-bats over 12 games, two walks and 13 Ks, so he's striking out more than a third of the time. But, hey, he's also getting on base, got a couple doubles, got a couple triples. You know, like he's been a big part of the Cubs' success over this last uh, little stretch since the All-Star break. Yeah, the yeah. entire homestand. So, and right, he's exciting, and the Cubs have had this kind of guy come up and do this. But like you said, these guys, a lot of times, rookies will come up and they'll play well for two or three weeks. You can't, the, I, when I was listening to the show that you know that you did when I wasn't on, and I think you're right. It's like you can't really judge anything in the first two or three weeks because. That's when teams are getting a book. And in a month, you know, by like August 5th or 6th, it could totally change. They could they My, could have that, you know. He's going to strike out. Javi couldn't, couldn't lay off the down and away. Yeah, exactly. He's going to strike out half the time at some point during uh, – yeah during this year that's my prediction too is like he'll have a really he'll go down hard and then hopefully the cubs can just like may maybe they trade him get something for him and then he could have that experience with a different team we just oh yeah and then we just use him for his his uh goodness right now yeah and then in like two or three years uh every cubs fan out there will be complaining because he's actually a good player and whoever we got for him is not on the team anymore yep i can't wait it's gonna be fun (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We've pretty much exhausted everything that's going on. Talked about the series as much as we could. Uh, it has been fun, though, right? This is the best-case scenario. You come out of the All-Star break in which and you, win. you were playing badly going in, and then you come out and you go on a 7-2 run? Yeah, that's what you need. That's what they needed. If they had gone 500, like, and, you know, it's... I mean, have the Brewers been winning? I mean, they, I guess they've been losing because Cubs did pick up a couple games in the standings. I know that, yeah. but they're holding, holding there. They're in second place, uh, two only two games back still, six and four in their last ten. Cubs actually only picked up a game on them since uh, what were they? Just a half game ahead, game and a half maybe they picked up against the Brewers. 
Yeah, they, yeah, I think it's because they were half game at the All Star break. Yeah, so that's not a lot. So you're not like necessarily like getting the distance because all these teams are still. St. Louis is playing well. They're seven and three, same as the Cubs in their last ten. Um, well, and and here we are. We had. Does it feel better right now? They've gained these two games. They've played great, but basically, St. Louis and Milwaukee are staying right there with them. Whereas before they were losing and St. Louis and Milwaukee were also losing like this is better, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. (laughs) Now we're all winning. Yeah. But I remember us having this conversation uh, right after the all-star break, like what it would take them coming out, what they needed to do and what we would be happy with to start thinking about, you know, the trades and what we need to get rid of and what we need to get. And Seven and two, I think, was a number that you threw out. That you go seven and two, you've you've got to you've got to go after something big. You got to get something. Yeah, because you get them over the top. Yeah. So and, and Kimbrel, Kimbrel's pretty much enough, but for I think to hold down the end of the bullpen. But I, I you know, it's not elite by any stretch. But the Giants have a couple guys. That's who we're seeing next. I guess we'll get to the preview of the next series. Um, they're fifty and fifty. Um, they just had a seven-game winning streak snapped on Saturday as they uh, they took two or three from the Mets this weekend. Um, the Giants, Yeah, they, they came out on fire from the All-Star game. Yeah, yeah, they, they've been great. And they, they probably needed the rest because they're kind of old. You know, they got all those same players for the most part. You know, Crawford and Sandoval and uh, Brandon Belt. And, you know, their pitching staff's got old Samarja now and – Bumgarner on it, but they got a couple of young guys. They got Carl Yastrzemski's grandson. Oh, really? Yeah, Mike Yastrzemski. It is a Yastrzemski? Yeah, it is. So, uh, so anyway, like I know a Giants fan that I sit in the bleachers with, and he's kind of excited. He thinks, hey, this team might have a little second half. Because I was saying, hey, could we get, you know, Will Smith or, you know, one of your – one of your good uh, bullpen arms over on the Cubs, and and he said no because I think I think we're going for it. I think we're buyers. <laughs> so I was like, all right, no, well, they're not buyers. That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, because the rumor is they're going to trade Mad Bum, you know, and it, they, uh, I Mil- mean, Milwaukee was rumored there. Nobody in the West should be buyers, yeah, except for the Dodgers. Yeah, course. you don't buy for the wild for a second wild card spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't yeah. give away. You don't buy for a chance to play a hundred and sixty-third play-in game. Yeah, you maybe make some deals right now and try to improve your team for next year or something. But, but yeah, you. I mean, I th- I would not be surprised to see Madison Bumgarner traded and the Giants just saying no, we're gonna get better for next year and you know maybe make another run at. But they, I mean, they've got the their core is older, you know. And I don't know if this Yastrzemski kid's doing any good. They have they have never really committed to just getting rid of these guys and going with a new younger team. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, the the Cubs are kind of in the same boat if you think about it. It's, it's more about the pitching staff than the fielders, but you know. Well, but but these guys on the Giants, uh, a lot of them have you know two or three rings. 
with the Giants. Yeah, they've been there a real... And it's been five years. Yeah, that's an older core. That's like as if Rizzo... This is five years from now, and Rizzo's still on the team. Russell's still playing second. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Javi's out there, you know, playing third now because they... You know, they would need new, probably a new shortstop at some point. Just somebody, you know, as dudes, dudes slow down. Like, it's really sad to think that someday Javier Baez is going to be slower and we're going to notice it and be sad. But, right. But it ain't happening yet, so let's just enjoy this. So, yeah, the Giants have that old core. Uh, we haven't faced them yet this year. And I was uh, – last year we were 3-3, three and three, but we outscored them by 8. Um, and it kind of was thinking about, like, remember back in 2015, 2016, obviously we face them in the playoffs. Um, you know, those were really amazing series. Do you remember those giant series? Oh, yeah. They were so tight, so many exciting close games. The only bad thing about them is that they were in September and they, and uh, uh, what's the Giants manager? Bochi, Bochi. Would, would fucking just slow that game down. Those were like four and a half hour long games. Yeah, they, they, I mean they were equivalent of like some of those like Red Sox Yankees crazy games, but those were those were pretty amazing games. It's it, we match up differently now, but it's a lot of the same guys if you think about it, <laughs> all, all facing each other again. Yeah, so. it, it, it's just that at the time. The Giants were already old and on their way out, making their last push. Yeah, and they still last... have the same guys. And the Cubs were just starting, so yeah. Now we're kind of in the the middle area when the Cubs, you know, would should be in first place and should be challenging for, you know, the playoffs and stuff. And the Giants still have those same guys. Like they really, they really do need to probably have some sort of a fire sale and just get a bunch of young guys and i'm not saying tank but right yeah i mean buster posey's young buster posey 32 year old catcher you know he's still decent with the bat and stuff and obviously he's a great catcher has been for a long time you know uh you know crawford's been there forever saying i mean joe panic i don't know how he's doing i mean he came on like gangbusters and then i guess this year he's batting just 233 with three home runs so you know He's not three three home runs in a year that like that pitchers at, have three home exactly. runs. Exactly, John Lester. Oh, we didn't we didn't talk about him. Oh it, yeah, like, he, raking it, raking loving it. it. Surprised he didn't get the rakes. You know what? I I I usually look at how many at bats, and I usually don't give it to anybody who doesn't have a lot of at bats. Right. You and know he what I mean? Didn't have a lot of at bats, but he did a lot in them. Right, but I I kind of forgot about it. Sure, you sure. Know, because I was listening to the games and not watching them, and it's been a while. So, but yeah, John Lester hitting the home run, uh, double. He he was a triple away from the cycle that game. Did he have a single too? I think he did. Nah, I, he didn't have. I think he just had two hits. I'm pretty I, sure. I thought he had three hits that game. Maybe 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 it was two for three. Yeah, two for three sounds right. That's when um, that was against the Pirates, though, right? That was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It's hard to remember now. There's been so many games, but uh, what's great about that is everybody said he was a terrible hitter, always. But in reality, he just wasn't allowed to do it. 
when you don't let somebody do something, they can't get better at it. And he's got and now a that nice... he's with the Cubs. I don't think John Lesser's out there taking four hours of BP, but he is getting better at it. And the guy happens to be a world class athlete. Yeah, he's got a nice swing. Yeah, he does. Uh, and he's he's better than Daniel Descalso. I'd kind of rather see him out there. So, oh, uh, I I would much rather see a pinch hit from, you know, on an off day from John Lester than Daniel Descalso any day. Yeah, it's unplayable. Was they threw him out there again today, Descalso? Maybe they pull Descalso. They pinch hit for Descalso with John Lester. Oh God, what an insult! <laughs> So, um, let's see, back to the Giants. Their offense, they, uh, it's, they're third to last in OPS. The Cubs are almost 100 points higher OPS, and they're seventh in baseball. The Cubs have the eighth most homers. The Giants have the fifth least. The Cubs have the fifth most walks. The Giants are average to, to slightly below. Cubs are 10th in striking out. They strike out a lot. Uh, they've, that's gone up. Giants are average, striking out. Uh, neither team steals bases. Uh, they're second and third least in the majors. And the Cubs have scored 60 more runs than the Giants. Uh, Pitching-wise, uh, the Cubs are a little bit better, ERA-wise, 406 to 440. But their bullpen is better by 21% of a run. So, 0.21. Oh. <laughs> I, I just thought I'd put it funnily. Uh, the Cubs walk more guys, 15th average. Uh, the Giants are 11th best. The Giants strike out more hitters. They're 13th. The Cubs are 20th. They give up more home runs. The Cubs have given up the 8th least home runs. And they give up the more home runs in a giant ballpark that doesn't like to give up home runs. Yeah, where it's going to be cold. Yeah, it, well, it's always cold. Yeah, it, I mean, especially when they play night games, like it's gonna you be. Know, you can get away with a day game there that's going to be nice and comfortable, but you know, when that fog rolls in, yeah. it gets chilly. Yeah, it does out out there by the bay. Uh, yeah, mid sixties down to, into the mid fifties. Mid fifties oh, at night. Yeah. You know, the Cubs are going to go there and be so goddamn happy after the weekend that they just had. Oh god, it was so hot. I I sold my <laughs> Friday ticket, lost twenty bucks. I do not care. I'm not going. And I ended up getting the bobblehead anyway. Uh Bleacher Tony gave me uh his. What was that bobblehead? Uh I didn't eat. it was in a bag, so I didn't even look at it. <laughs> you didn't even pull it out to no, look at it. No, it was in a bag. So I think it was John Lester down on the farm. Oh, these are the dumbest. I hate these bobbleheads. Yeah, these suck. They really do suck. They're, they're the small. Rockies do this too with like weird, weird fucking bobbleheads. It's like they did a Star Wars one one time, yeah. which I actually have. But yeah, it's just they're ridiculous. I'm not a bobblehead guy. Yeah, like, it either. doesn't get me excited because there's a new one. Like if I were to get one, cool, I'll stick it on my shelf. Done. Uh, I get them. They're on my shelf. They're all going away at John Baker Day on August third. Get your tickets. We're half sold. We got two yeah, weeks. Yeah, get to your sell tickets. Come down. Get some bobbleheads. Yeah, you could. And there's going to be a great prize in the raffle. It is a signed Anthony Rizzo World Series final out uh, giant photograph, authenticated and everything. 
Nice. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, the defense. The Cubs have nine more errors. Uh, they are seventh most in the majors. The Giants are pretty average when it comes to uh, uh, booting a ball around. Uh, you have a 74% chance of stealing on them, but we don't steal. You have a 78% chance of stealing on the Cubs, but we don't. But they don't steal. And now, it's been a while since we talked about this and caught up with where we are here, but... I'm a little concerned about this one. Like, it's been a... We've had seven and two. That's a good streak. But a couple of those games, man, like... I mean, Addison Russell dropped us probably 10 Dur points. Yeah, by himself in that one... Yeah, one game. But we've held steady. I mean, I, we've been sitting there at, like, I think this is the number I've said the most, 697, which has the number 69 in it. Right. And that's nice. Yeah. It's 10th in the majors. And uh, the 692 is 16th in the majors for the Giants. Scavenger hunt. These are going to be late ones, everybody. Although, isn't... Uh, is Wednesday a day game? Or are they all at night? Just dawned on me that it might be a day game. It is two forty-five yeah. start on Wednesday, but eight forty-five start. So these games are going to end around midnight. After the game, here's the scavenger hunt to win the oven mitt. If you stay up late and watch the entire game, then take a selfie of yourself looking all tired <laughs> and. Uh, Hashtag selfie, hashtag scavenger hunts. Sunranto scavenger hunts. That's actually, you know, that's a real easy one. People should do that. All you have to do, quick selfie, end of the game when they're, you know, interviewing somebody or something so we can see it. Yeah. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah, it's an easy one, except for that you have to stay up late. So, uh, and that's just for Monday and Tuesday. I don't know what's uh, another scavenger hunt for Wednesday. I don't know. That's just got to well, do it Monday. It when, does not Wednesday, matter. Wednesday morning when you've done that for two nights and now you're getting up to go to work yeah. at 5 a.m. Yeah, take your, take your picture looking mad at me for making you do it. So uh, game one is going to be uh, Alec Mills. He's back out there. Uh, he did not get the decision in that game that the Cubs won the night that my ties life got ruined. Um, <laughs> and, but he's got a 450 earned run average because he gave up those three runs and then went six. But he's going up against Sean Anderson, who I'd never heard of. Uh, he's 3-2 and two with a 487. It's union night, which I don't know what that means. Um, it, everybody will be wearing uh, red underwear. The, you know, the full union suit? Yeah, commies. With the butt flaps and all that? Yep, commies. Um, Alec Mills, as we talked about earlier, you know what he did. Excuse me, what he did. What I do want to point out is he did strike out six in those six innings, so... And nobody on the Giants has ever seen him. Uh, Sean Anderson, he gave up uh, five runs on eight hits, but it was in Colorado. So that always happens. <laughs> right. Eight hits in Colorado could be eight home runs. Yeah, but he was bad in his last three starts, and nobody on the Cubs has ever seen him. So this is really – if you can stay up and watch this whole boring-ass game, <laughs> then double entry into the scavenger hunt. Because it's it has all the makings of a game that you'd be disappointed if you had bought tickets a long time ago and you're like oh who who are we getting 
then you look up and you see that in game one, it's Alec Mills versus Sean Anderson. And you could have gone the next night when you Darvish is pitching against Mad Bum, which sounds like right. the that better. seems like a much better uh, game yeah, to see. To see, yeah. Hey, so I'm uh, here looking at the line at mybookie.ag here for tonight's game: Chicago Cubs versus Sean Anderson, and the Cubs are actually favored. So uh, it's a no-brainer here. You just take the Cubs in this one, even though the Giants have been rolling. Who the hell is Sean Anderson? Cubs win, no doubt. Uh, take that bet at mybookie.ag. Use promo code RANTO when you're setting up your account. They'll give you 50% bonus. And uh, if you never want to hear an ad like this again, just subscribe to us for early and ad-free listening at patreon.com slash sunranto. And if you're going to any of these games, please use our StubHub link at sunranto.com slash StubHub. Click on that. We get paid when you buy some tickets. All right, that's it. And back to so the So you show. looked this one up, actually, because I was running late and everything. But I did see that it is African-American Heritage Night, which I don't really know what that means either. I can well, look I mean, up. I think you know what it... Well, I guess I don't... The, the heritage part throws I don't me know off. what they're going to do, is what I'm saying. Right. I'm looking it up right now, because I'm okay. actually interested in what well, they're going to do. I'll tell you a little bit about it. Uh, Darvish has good numbers against the Giants lineup. Nobody has hit a homer off of him. Uh, and the best has been uh, Steven Vogt with seven hits and a two sixty nine batting average. So that's their best hitter against you. Uh, and you is coming off of the two good outings since the All-Star game, it's which been, he hasn't given up a run. So It's been great. Yeah. Um, Madison Bumgarner, he had a great game last time out. He pitched nine innings and only gave up one run against the Mets. Got the no decision because the game went 16 innings. Wow, it did? <laughs> I was so confused when I was looking this up at first because I'm like, how the fuck you go nine innings and give up one run and no decision? Like, what's what's going on? So I had to look, and yeah, that's, you know, they played almost two games that night. And, uh, you oh, know, good. he went nine, nine strong innings. He went. So that nine. was his last game. Maybe he's going to be tired. He's yeah. an older guy. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope he's tired. He's uh, he's disgusting with the fucking putting boogers all over the field. <laughs> what snot rocket? That's what they call him. Oh, because he uh, does farmer. All those blows. guys are disgusting Ugh. like that, though. Ugh, it makes all- me want to vomit. If you just did, a, could you? I you could do a supercut of John Lester. They would. Make Ugh. you want to fucking kill yourself. We got to stop talking about it. It's really making me sick. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, yeah. So Madison Bumgarner against the Cubs, uh, he has seen Rizzo the most with 16 at bats, uh, and Rizzo does pretty well against him. But Hayward has seen him the second most, and he has a homer. The only other Cub with a homer, Albert Almora Jr. Yeah. Even though he sucks, he seems to hit homers off of like big names. Like, that's his thing. I'd be interested to look that up sometime. Remember he got one off Kenley Jansen earlier in the year? Yeah. Seems to, I don't know. I don't know. I like Albert Almora Jr. He I has really to do, do better. And I don't know why, because you look at the numbers and you're just like, mm, I Wolf. get it. It Wolf. doesn't look good. But I like seeing him out there. I like seeing him in the lineup. Like, I don't get the, I don't get the, like, sick feeling that a lot of Cubs fans get when they see Almora. But, you know, I think everybody has that player, right? 
like regardless of how well they actually play, you just somehow feel like, eh, I think he's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, somebody loves David Descalso. <laughs> David. <laughs> um, so I did look up what African American Heritage Night is. It is presented by McBride Sisters Collection Wines, and you get a giant snapback hat that has a, a cool, like African-looking bill. Oh, okay. When you said that, I immediately I thought you said a giant hat. <laughs> yeah, it's just huge, <laughs> like one of those oversized cowboy hats made of foam. Yeah. <laughs> But no, they have, uh, they're going to, let's see, they're going to, the Giants' African-American roots have been strong for years, say at least 1949, Willie Mays, Willie McCovey. So I don't know if they're honoring them. Hank Thompson, annual. Well, I hope they are. They should. They should honor them, you know. You get the hat. All the time, I think you just get a hat. And the sales part of the sales benefit various nonprofits in the local African American community. So, I went to, I went there once, and they were having a Native American night, and they had like all these this band out there, and they were playing. So that's what I was looking up to see if they were doing something like that. Like nice. there'd be like you know some like cool like Afrobeat band going on or something like that. That'd be worth showing up for. But not on this little description. No, no, you just get a giant hat. Giant hat. Yep. So, and then game three, uh, John Lester is going to go back out there and hit dingers. Yep. Do you want to tell us? Dongs. Yeah. Dongs in the bay. Yeah, you did this game, too, so tell me about this one. All right. So, uh, you know, John Lester, 9-6, ERA, going up against Tyler Beatty, 3-3 with the 470 ERA. Uh, Lester is coming off a six-inning outing where he gave up 12 hits, including a homer, for four earned runs. I think he won that game, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so. so it's because, isn't that the game where the Cubs scored seven in the first? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. Yeah. That is exactly what happened. So he was uh, he was nice and comfortable through that whole game. Um, yeah, and against the Giants lineup, Evan Longoria has seen him the most, you know, probably from their time in the AL East Longoria with uh, the race and Lester with the Red Sox. I'm sure that's why it's 60 at bats is how many times Longoria has seen him. Uh, and he's hitting 250, 333, 250 with three homers in 15 hits. Yeah, and, I, and I'm thinking back, that's Lester's start where he where the Cubs scored seven in the first. That was the previous Saturday against the Padres. They They lit him up pretty good, actually. It was hot though. That yeah. was that was one of those Babip games where he just kept giving up hits. Right, yeah, he had twelve hits. Yeah, it's a you lot. You know, but you know, it, it accounted for four. But they won that game. So Yeah, Pirates had eleven hits. Well, they had eight hits off Lester in the la- in the the previous start. It was so yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not missing Lester too much anymore. He's not striking out a lot of guys like he used to back in the day. He's no, getting, but he's again, getting the job he's done. Still- Kinda. We've been talking about this all year. He just seems to be a, you know, a top level, just smart pitcher. You have to be because the physic, the his physical ability can't get him through anymore. Yeah, and he seems to really be doing a good job figuring it out anyway. And you know, uh, a night game or no, this is the day game. 
never mind. But yeah, this is the know. day game. But it's, out there in a big ballpark, not many homers should work out for him. Yeah. Uh, how, about, um, how about Tyler, Tyler Beatty's? Yeah. Tyler Beatty's last start was excellent. Uh, this was also against the Mets. He went eight innings with three hits and one walk. Had five strikeouts. Uh, the only Cub that has seen Beatty is Daniel Descalso. Oh, my God. And that was one at bat, and hopefully he doesn't get another shot. Yeah. What did he do in the at bat? Did you see? He walked. <laughs> he walked. I would, that would be – I. If Daniel Descalso would have taken a walk today, he might have gotten a standing ovation. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm freaking dead serious. So, oh, David, David, David. Oh, David. David. Yeah, because uh, D- Daniel Descalso was fairly good at one point. This new David Descalso guy that we got, I don't know. Uh, I've never heard of David Descalso. Who's that? Is he on the Cubs now? Unfortunately. Yeah, no, we just call him David just because yeah. he doesn't deserve to have the same name as me. Yeah, it's the same reason we call you Cobstradamus. Oh, I had no idea that your name was Daniel. Danny. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, never, yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I got a poem. I haven't talked to you guys in a while, and it's been... I don't know, it's been kind of a weird week. I... Kind of a little sad that you guys, uh, you know, didn't call me or anything for anything. You know, I've well, talked I mean, in a long time. We we we've been busy. We haven't even talked to each other. Well, okay. It's not well, you. It's us. That's right. what we're trying. No, no, it's you. That, it's you. No, it's cool. I, I we do. I mean, sometimes we just don't do the show because we know we would have to talk to you. Okay, uh, I understand. I mean, this is my first time that I've ever been insulted on a uh, live podcast, but let me just do my poem and get out of here. I'm kind of like not in really in the mood to do this right now. Here's the poem. The Cubs are starting to get cocky as they're flying back over the Rockies, back to the Midwest to play the team who's the best, a three-game series in guess the name. In guess the name? Uh... Uh, Passamaquoddy from Pete's Dragon. Cocky, Rocky, Passamaquoddy. Quit, quit fucking with me. Just, Cincinnati. No, it's Milwaukee. Okay, come strum us out. I'll talk to you guys later. I guess let me know when you're recording again if you feel like it. Oh, my God, dude. He sounded really down. He he really, he actually did sound very, very depressed. Yeah, maybe we should... Uh, Get him to kill himself. <laughs> we never have him on the show ever again. But he can't because he's like a, he's a deity. I think he would just respawn. Yeah, he'd just turn into a different form that might even be bigger and smellier. Uh, I don't know if I have a TFC. I was drunk this weekend and uh, probably screenshotted something. But uh, do you have one? Will I look f- through my uh, screenshots? I looked for some. I couldn't find too many. I did find a. I did find one of the Reds in their sleeveless uniforms lifting weights in the dugout. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and uh, infield fly girl said, "This is masturbation." So that's all I got. I I couldn't tell. I couldn't infer from what she said if it was her. 
like she was using it for masturbation or if she thought the guys in the dugout were masturbating or if maybe it was, uh, I don't know. I think she was masturbating. You think that's what it was? That's what I'm hoping. I don't know. Like some of the pictures, like when they were showing them from behind and they were just like lifting their arms up and down. I mean, it kind of, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how far you got to lift your arms. But I mean, it's, uh. no, I'm not a I'm not a professional athlete. That's yeah, true. I can't afford to have a large penis. I would just pass out. <laughs> I can't afford it. <laughs> I didn't know it cost something. I have I have to assume these guys have everything, right? Like including they, large penises. And if they don't, I'm sure that they could just purchase, purchase an one. extra yeah. four inches. Yeah. I remember seeing those at the back of the magazines as a teenager. I'm like, wow, the penis pump, you know? Like, I mean, <laughs> maybe I'll get one of these. I never did. Um, so I, I did find one, and it, it involves Lyle. Uh, so, yeah, so Megan O'Brien, who I guess is like a beat writer for one of the teams, says, I stand by my opinion. If you're over the age of 30 and wearing a jersey, it's weird. And uh, this had to do with her responding to somebody else uh, about wearing a jersey or something like that. And I wrote to her and I said, fun police. The thing about opinions like this is that that it's all about your hang up, not theirs. Now, I tweeted this like I always wake up angry. And if (laughs) and if I I do, I wake up angry. And the first thing I do in the morning as I'm taking a shit is fight people. On Twitter and say and argue with people right away. So I that's what I said to her. And then Lyle replied to me, is it fun wearing a child's clothing or is it some kind of pedo cosplay? And then somebody at Shrug Sports said, what the fuck is wrong with your brain to equate wearing a jersey to child cosplay and pedo? Get the fuck <laughs> offline, idiot. <laughs> so that's what somebody said to Lyle. So I think that's pretty funny. Yeah. I will say, I will say my Thai guy would have gotten off way easier if his name wasn't on the back of that jersey. Oh, certainly. If he just had a Rizzo jersey, nobody would have known who he was yep. ever. It would yep. have disappeared in four minutes. Absolutely. Yeah, but, you know, now he wants to get in a dunk tank. All right. Let's, let's keep this uh, 15 minutes of infamy going. Uh, and uh, if he's, he'll make a great wrestling villain. I think we'll all have a lot of fun with this until. I mean, he's my friend, so I just see him all the time. Anyway, I saw him today, in fact. So please don't punch him in the back of the head, assholes. <laughs> he's a good guy. Uh, all right. Well, um, I guess that's I'm I'm sick of this show. I'm tired, I'm tired of, of I'm it. Tired myself. of it. Yeah, let's just be done. <laughs> this is like the first time we've been we've done this in a while, and uh, I'm wiped out. Yeah, I'm and I got to get up in. I got to wake up in seven hours. Yeah, I've, I all day I was hungover. I had no idea how I could even get to the game, let alone do the show later. And uh, here we are, and we did it. So, why uh, didn't we do it tomorrow? Because you got to work. Oh well, I mean, not in the evening. Are you yeah. working in the evening? No, the game's in the evening. We got to watch the game. That's oh. our job. Fuck, we could we could do two shows before that game starts. It's going to yeah. start so late. Yeah, all right. Well, let's do another show tomorrow then. 
Okay. All right. Spagog. <laughs> Spagog. Bed bugs. Bed bugs. Bed bugs. Bed bugs. A dumpy motel over a bar. I got some bed bug bites, but it's near the park. A W flag on the plane. We hung with Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King. Out at AT&T on Monday night. Watching the Cubbies fight in the good fight. We're advertising Patrick's head. Ariana, but we couldn't score Javi Baez. Let's go Cubs in San Francisco. Muhammad Ali and my girlfriend Nicole. Let's go Cubs in San Francisco. Hanging with Bartman and this freaking guy. Let's go Cubs in San Francisco. These guys were kicked out by the Frisco Popo. Let's go Cubs in San Francisco. Brian gave it a ride. I'm with this freaking guy. Ended up losing the game But then we came right back here the very next day Why'd you some march up for a name? Dressed like a giraffe with a furry mane Come started lackey, what a goof Public parking, I'm catching with Ruth Disappointed, dressed in white We were losing, but everything turned out alright Let's go cops! In San Francisco, just E.T. riding back to Chicago. Let's go cops in San Francisco, posing a picture, hey, this freaking guy. Let's go cops in San Francisco, what's this guy thinking? It's not Rocket 4-0. Let's go cops in San Francisco, yeah. Chapman closed it tonight. Check out this freaking guy. Yeah, yeah! Bed bugs. Umpire stretching, bottle glove. Al Capone is a baseball nut. Never stay here, you'll get bit in bed. Marlin's man and Lucille's getting fresh. Let's go Cubs in San Francisco Hayward is pointing and we're scoring Rizzo Let's go Cubs in San Francisco The Cubbies are winning, hey this freaking guy Let's go Cubs in San Francisco It's like I'm hanging out at a dead show Let's go Cubs in San Francisco Now I'm hanging with this freaking guy Let's go Cubs Hanging with this freaking guy We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.